Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Raina Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, rave line, whatever, isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Can I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch. Up against the wall. Can't explain that what I'm feeling right now, guys. I can't believe it. Let's open up that race Woohoo! Oh, I can't believe USD has hired Lincoln Riley. Oh, yeah! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rain of Troy Radio. We are reacting to the big news the big, 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 big news, USC, the Trojans, the USC Trojans, in Los Angeles, based in Los Angeles, along with their rivals, the UCLA Bruins, also based in Los Angeles, University of California at Los Angeles, are joining the big conference, the B1G, the Big Ten. We're going to talk about it here on this episode. I'm your host, Mike Castillo, joining along with my co-host, Alicia Deratola. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, SC is joining the Big Ten. What the hell is that? Uh, uh, it's it's a it's a thing. It's it's a development. It's realignment. It's coast to coast Big Ten action. I I have so many thoughts, and we're gonna we're gonna leave this to calling this a basically a car cast episode about this, uh, and that we. We're not going to put together a rundown and all that stuff. We're going to just keep this real and give you our reaction to the news, um, which is the reports that came out on on th- uh, Thursday morning from John Wilner, and it's gone from everywhere else, uh, Pete Thamel and Bruce Feldman, and so many things have, have developed on throughout the day, but SC and UCLA going to the Big Ten as early as 2024, yeah. Okay. Besides, wow. Give me your give me your thoughts. T- talk it out. For first inclination. Besides, wow. Um, what? <laughs> Which was my first all caps text 
that I sent when it all went down, um, which was funny because there was you. I don't know if you saw the, like the lead up to it, but I was at the park with the with our new dog and I get some texts from people going like something's happening because Wilner is tweeting about something like big happening and Cowherd is tweeting an emoji that's cryptic and Matt Liner deleted a tweet that said just like wild dot dot dot. And it was like, well, what's happening? Like, like what could possibly be going down? And then Wilner drops the bomb like USC and UCLA are going to the Big 12, Big 10. And it was just big like, oh, right. big, big 10, 10 big, big 10, 10, big, big, big football, big football. B1G. B1G. Um, as, as I said, uh, USC is going to join the B1G really West division. Um, but it was just, again, one of those what kind of things. I almost, if you had told me that USC would be going independent, I almost would have believed it uh, as much as I did the idea of USC going to the Big Ten. Once that first moment of, wait, what? Like, for real? This is this is a real John Wilner account? Like, we aren't all getting duped by some, you know, rando with a convincing uh, fake account? It was, my reaction was very much like, well, duh. <laughs> I mean, like, this is, this makes complete and utter sense for USC from a financial perspective. Um, it makes even more, like, UCLA just won the jackpot because <laughs> they're getting taken along for this in, in, in a way that's going to benefit them extremely well. But from USC's perspective, it's just, it's almost like a, a no-brainer. Um, I'm almost shocked because I saw somebody tweet, and I wish I, I had the tweet in front of me, but somebody uh, was tweeting that USC, oh, Adam Rittenberg said that uh, the interest came from USC and UCLA, like the Big Ten wasn't seeking new members actively. But USC and UCLA came to them and said, hey, can we do this? And like that to me is like big boy moves by USC and UCLA. Like that's Mike Bone and Martin Jarmond basically just sitting up and saying like, we don't trust the Pac-12 to get a big meteorite deal. We're walking. And that is not the kind of move that I would have expected from USC in previous regimes, um, that is very much a big boy, modern USC move. And I'm torn about it, for sure. I think you and I are both torn about it. It's it's College football is beautiful in part because of its regionalism, and basically regionalism is dying. And it doesn't feel right to talk about USC and not have the Pac-12 be, or the Pacific Conference in whatever num- numeral you give to it, um, to have that be the reality of, of what it is. So I'm torn. Uh, like that was my perspective on it is, yeah, it makes weird, sense, man. but also like, it, it aw. is, it is weird. I, I, I told you off air that this, this is like finding out your parents are being, are- sorry. I just wanted to interject really quickly. Uh, Pete Thamel says it's a done deal. It's been accepted 2024. Okay. So, 2024. So it's two years. Two years. Yeah. Uh, so the- <laughs> which which we sort of are when as soon as we got on this this podcast, we sort of knew that this was happening. Yeah. But this this is the official but, word. You know, it doesn't leak. Uh, it doesn't no. come out if it's not far along enough. Yeah. Um. If, if it was truly not serious, it would have leaked in other sort of terms. Yes. Of like, hey, SC is considering this, or the big. There's there's talks or whatever, yeah, but there's like, murmurings. But the way the the report came out, it was it was too solid sounding not to, you know, be um, legitimate of some sort. Um, but no, I I look at this like I, I told you off air. This is like finding your 
finding out your parents are getting a divorce, but you're also moving to Hawaii and you got accepted into something that you're super into at the same time. You know what I mean? Like like you you got you, you got like a like you're an actor or something and like you you're like a child actor and you just got a, a, a huge acting gig in Hawaii that you're 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 going to move to Hawaii with your with your mom but your parents are splitting up but like you're also going to Hawaii and like you're going to live out your yeah, dream that's, of that's like what this being uh, being a star like right like so and also like your parents were having trouble and like you understood that their relationship was a little bit toxic so like you're very very sad to see them the the the, the marriage collapse but on some other level you understand that like it it wasn't a sustainable situation because their relationship wasn't healthy are we taking this way we're taking a this little, little bit too much I, yeah. I, it's it's one of those things that i understand literally every side of the coin here right all of it it's also weird having strong opinions about oklahoma and texas moving to the sec i thought that was really stupid at the time uh and yet here's sc doing what i think on paper um you could following the logic that I had for those two schools is even worse because one of the things that we talked about with Lincoln Riley was him coming to USC was going to give him an opportunity to be able to be the top dog in a conference where he could run at full speed. He could run at full speed in the big 12, but he could run at full speed in the pac 12, be the top dog, not only in the West and get all the top recruits in the West, but in the Pac-12 and dominate the Pac-12 like Pete Carroll did. And the Pac-12 doesn't have to be elite if you are the elite team and you you know there's an easier path to the playoff and all that stuff and you get in the playoff. And if you do that with top players from the West, you can be the elite team that still wins despite just being a perennial um, uh, playoff loser like Oklahoma and, and Notre Dame have been, for instance, that this was going to be the difference. All that stuff. We had talked about those things. And now that's no longer going to be the case if you're going to go to the Big 12 and everyone else is going to be there. Big 10. Yes. So on one side, I'm like, it's awesome. SC is making the move for them to get the most money and to go after all these things. And this is the changing landscape of college football. At the same time, will this lead to SC's path to winning championships easier? I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. How? How? If you're getting a hundred million dollars a year from the Big Ten, and if everyone else deal, is winning the hundred million dollars yeah, a year too, yeah. But if you were only getting forty million dollars a year from the Pac-12, you're sixty million dollars behind the yes, Ohio State. Yes, but States also now every now the now the 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 thing is completely neutral. Like now you're neutral with the with the Ohio States of the world, where you would have been negative with the Ohio States of the world. Just in terms of, of, of well, again, we're not talking, I agree with you in the sense of you want to be the big dog in your own conference and get playoff access, but let's be real here. Playoff access is not what USC aspires to. You, Winning playoffs yes, is what USC aspires 100%, 100%. to. 100%. And you need that $100 million to do that. For me, this is about the duality of two things. For one, we grew up knowing that college football was this thing that we knew it was a regional full of regional conferences nebraska was good and they were in the in the midwest and the big in the big 12 see now i'm 
can't get them straight. It's it's a it's an it's an epidemic. I know, and so you you the way you get into a sport at the moment that it's at and the landscape that it's at. That's how you expect it to be forever. So for me, I want college football to forever be how it was in the '90s and the early 2000s because that's when I fell in love with the sport. That's Nebraska being good, all the conferences, all the the Rose Bowl mattering, all these things. That's what we love about college football. And so it's sad and depressing. It feels like your parents divorcing because we're told that SC's not in the Pac-12 anymore. And that what we the fundamental thing that we know about about USC football, about the weekender, gone, done, over with. Uh, you know, uh, aspiring, you know, in the last 10 years, aspiring to go to the Pac-12 championship. No longer a thing, right? Like win- winning the the conference to go to the Rose Bowl. Um, I guess I guess that still matters now in the Big Ten. But you know what I mean? Like these things that the that we've taken for granted about being the fundamental landscape of college football is sort of exp- extinct. And I just had the realization today that we grew up our lives hearing about NFL history contextualized by the merger, uh, by the Super Bowl era. And in hockey, you hear about, oh, the original six. Oh, this is the first time since the original six teams that or for expansion that this happened. Oh, this is the, they're the first team since the merger to be 10 and 0 through X amount of game, whatever it is, right? Like every stat is like, has that little caveat to it. And it hit me today. Like, the college football we knew and loved is going to be that time before time started. 20, 30 years from now, we're going to talk about football as the playoff era. Or we're going to talk about football as whatever, uh, if if by 2024 there's all super conferences, uh, we're going to have another word for the merger. It's going to be the align realignment or whatever it is, right? And... This sounds bizarre and it sounds weird to say, but like history won't history will have like stopped and started to re-record at that point. Cause do people talk about the Browns championships in the sixties? No, we say the Browns have never won the Super Bowl. Right? And so this feels like the start of a new era in which everything is on the same page and the same slate. And in this fantasy world, I'd love to 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 fantasized for the last 20 years about what it would be like to have a league where it was only SC and UCLA and Michigan and Ohio state and uh, Texas and OU and, and uh, Penn state and, you know, um, Florida state, like all the big superpowers, all the big brands in one conference, because that would be cool. And it was like this cool utopian ideal, but then it some sort of becomes a reality. And you're like, but I don't want to be a pirate. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I don't know. Like, for me, it's very hard to, like, deal with the nostalgic angle of it and to deal with knowing that, like, in, in, all, in all seriousness, college football is going to, like, reset. And all this is completely resetting things. And, yes, SC has advantages with recruiting because of the area and they're going to have better advantages over other schools because of the recruits in California and all that stuff. But once you go into when you're the big fish in a 
pond of other huge fish, everyone's the same. And it sort of becomes like the NFL. And like, that's why I don't like the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the sameness for everything. And it, yes, it's going to be cool that SC is going to be in the super conference and hopefully every super conference, every team in the super conference is good and all that stuff. And, and that's the future of what we're evolving to. But also like, it's, it's going to be weird and it's going to be different. And it, we have to think about like sports evolve and what was it like to be a sports fan in the sixties when you had to go with like in the fifties and the sixties, like suddenly uh, integration happens and then westward expansion happens. And then suddenly uh, the NHL goes from having six teams to 12 overnight. And then there's the AFL. Then they merge into the NFL to become the NFL again. Like is, is this what, life was back then when when our parents were kids and like this is just our version and we have to just come to reality that come to the our senses that what we thought of as normal is just not going to be normal anymore and just get over it and just take things as they go because that's the struggle that i have with this stuff literally yes and like I said, I mean, I, I, I mean there's, I'm not saying it's a bad move. No, but that's like it's, it's the logical move if, if like that's where everything is going. And it's not I, just it's the just, logical move; it's the inevitable move. Yes, it was inevitable, right, right. and this is why you know the the whole like t- you know being critical of Texas and Oklahoma. I think people were critical of Texas and Oklahoma because they were the dominoes that forced this to happen. But it, if but, Texas and Oklahoma get come together with the Pac-12, if the Big 12 and Pac-12 had gotten together and formed their own sort of thing, the alignment that we have wouldn't be the sort of two mega com- We could have had a four mega conference yeah. sort of situation. But instead, Texas and Oklahoma went the SEC route. And then the only natural way to counter that was for the big 10 to be the, 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 you know, flag bearer for everything else. Yeah. Texas and Oklahoma going in the current landscape, I think is stupid. Texas and Oklahoma going to the sec and what the landscape is going to be in five years, presumably now, now that it's inevitable because SC and UCLA are going to the big 10, which is, you can only imagine there's going to be more of this. Makes more sense. And maybe it was on me for, for being dim-witted and not just foreseeing that this no, was it's... actually a reality. I just couldn't actually picture SC leaving the Pac-12. No, it's, and, and it's And the whole not... like independence talk, I thought, was always far-fetched anyways. Well, yeah, because Notre Dame's... The independence thought was completely tagged to Notre Dame and BYU, and they are not going to be able to stay independent in, in this. They're, you're going to get left behind. And Notre Dame's going to have to come to their senses eventually. But the fact of the matter is that... It's not it wasn't dumb of of you or any of us to want the Pac-12 to continue on to be strong. It wasn't dumb for any of us to look at it and say we like the regional aspects of college football. None of that was dumb. It was the way that we liked things. But the world changes and we have to change along with it. Right. And I think that the the thing that people need to be careful of is letting the nostalgia get in the way of them being able to enjoy a new thing for what it is. This is one of my frustrations with the Star Wars universe is, and there are a lot of people who went into the sort of new Star Wars content so buried in their nostalgia that they didn't give any new ideas or new thoughts or new concepts a chance and understand that like, it's okay for this thing to be kind of different and it's okay for this thing to maybe not be for you because these were always movies that were sort of, 
corny adventure movies and you were just a kid. So you didn't notice how freaking corny they were at the time and like that they weren't perfect. And that change doesn't always mean that you're destroying something. And that's one of the, the, the sort of where I'm at with this is. Do I want the Pac-12 to stay as it is? Yes. Do I want USC and the Pac-12 playing Oregon State going up to Corvallis uh, you know, every other year? Yes, I do want that. But I'm also a realist. I also understand that USC was not going to be able to entertain me by winning things and being good at football if they stayed tethered to a conference that wasn't going to rise to, to USC's level. In the end... College football moved towards this is moving towards this this inevitable mega conference thing. And USC, for once, is not sitting back and and resting on its tradition and its laurels and accepting and, and, you know, being um, making the assumption that they could survive on the Pac-12 revenue alone. The fact of the matter is that in college football these days, you need to get state of the art facilities every 10 years or you are behind the ball so you still need to start paying for your state-of-the-art facilities every 10 years or you will be behind the behind the eight ball like this is the reality of the sport the sport as we love it compared to the nfl is still quirky college football like it's not like we lose ohio state still exists in this notre dame still exists in this like usc will form new rivalries or how or keep old rivalries one way hey, or the other we, we always said that in in the list of sc's rivalries uh one and two are are ucla and notre dame uh flip a coin uh three and four are stanford and cal but then five and six we always argued it was ohio state and michigan yeah yeah ohio, ohio state michigan you can you know whatever the power of the big 10 was that was always the sort of like national counterpoint to to uh the pac-12 power it was from all the historic rose bowls yes from all the historic rose bowls so it's a natural fit in that sense is it a geographical fit (laughs) hell hell no logistically how is this gonna work all the layovers we're gonna have at at o'hare it's gonna be fun well and just think like i just was thinking about like for the athletes themselves okay every week of conference play is going to be an out-of-conference road trip basically um, which, you know, you're the geography guy. You might tell me, is the trip from LA to, you know, Pullman, what's the difference between that and going to Iowa? I have no idea, but it's just, it's a, it's a situation where logistically for the student athletes, it's going to be difficult for the fans. It's going to be difficult, but this is, this is the modern game. They don't really... Right. The modern game doesn't really give a crap what's what makes life easier or di- more difficult for for fans. So that's that. You know, I think that's something that we just have to you know, fight your battles where you can win them. This is not the battle that you're going to win on on layovers in O'Hare. But yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to excited but scared to see how this all ends up forming because yeah, it's new and things that are new are exciting, but they're also changes scary, like we talked about, yeah. right? But um, one of the things that I, I wanted to get into was what do we think happens from here? Um, I don't see any sense in which the Big Ten stays at 16. Uh, they currently have 14 members. Uh, adding SC and UCLA gives them 16. There's no way they stay at 16. Um, they have to expand from that. 
my only assumption would be that they add four more and go to like 20. That has been one of the talks uh, that we've seen out there, like like uh, rumors and speculation and whatnot. If it was you, who else would you join up in the Big Ten? Well, this is the tricky part, right? Because if it was me, I would just do away with this little piecemeal realignment thing and just go big, go go for broke, go to... Would, you, would you redraw? I would just redraw everything. I would just... So you'd be like, sorry, Indiana, sorry, um, uh, Northwestern... Sorry, Illinois, but uh, it's over. Yeah, but we want Clemson and Florida State, <laughs> and and we want Oregon and Washington, and you know, and and sort of go go like that. I, I don't think that's the way it's going to happen ultimately. But one thing that I, I wanted to point out is that again, the Big Ten wasn't soliciting schools to join, and John Wilner tweeted uh, regarding more expansion. Big Ten schools with the LAs will generate a hundred million dollars in annual media revenue. Any additions would have to be seen as revenue additive by Fox and the 16 members. Very high bar. So I think it's pretty clear that Notre Dame crosses that bar easily. If Notre Dame tomorrow said, hey, we want we want in, the Big Ten would welcome them in immediately. But I am a little bit skeptical about like an organ in terms of adding value to a Big Ten sort of market share does Oregon add value I'm not I mean in terms of brand sure but in terms of like media space I'm not so sure about that so I I I disagree like I so I think I think they add value because SC and UCLA gives them the the LA market first of all they had the LA market anyways but gives them the LA market right but SC could give them the LA market. UCLA would have given them the LA market. They got both in one. So it's a little bit redundant there. The I think that if you're talking about adding markets, then wouldn't you absolutely want to go um, to areas that you weren't at? And like Oregon and Washington make a lot of sense. I think that... I, I think mean, that they make the, more sense. You, you than... add the Pacific Northwest, Seattle and, and Portland, sure. Um, I, but for me, I think this is... Clearly, the 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 spirit of the the idea that the Big Ten wasn't looking for expansion, I think, is somewhat bullshit. I'm sorry, I like I don't I don't. They might not have been looking to add SC and UCLA in this manner, but clearly, there's always been rumors about you know them talking to Texas, and maybe that was for leverage, or whatever. But like the Big Ten for the longest time. Has been one of the the peop- the the parties that people have talked about as the strongest and the most likely to transition to a super conference when we inevitably get there. And so this idea that oh this was like brand new to them, I'm not going to buy that thing. And if again, if we're talking about what is the end game, what is the end game, what is college football going to look like in ten years? Oregon and Washington belong in a super conference. They do. They are they are they are name brands. They belong in a super conference. SC and UCLA belong in that super conference. And I don't see how you don't add them. Obviously, Clemson and, and Florida State can belong somewhere. 
And I wonder if they end up going to the SEC. I wonder if the ACC decides that they're gonna. It's gonna be three super conferences well, instead of two. Maybe that's the end game, and the ACC ends up, you know, adding people so that they maybe they go after Notre Dame now because to to keep Clemson and Florida State there. That would be the big uh, win for them. I think that sort of makes sense, but that just makes it more obvious that I think if you're the Big Ten. You add Oregon and Washington, and if you add anyone else, the the other ones that make logical sense to me are the Arizonas. Uh, ASU's already in the Big Ten for hockey. I know that that not is not super relevant, but there's also this weird like kinetic energy vibe thing that Arizona has with the Midwest. You you go to Phoenix and there's like a Big Ten bar and like. Every mile. It's everyone from the Midwest goes to Arizona to retire. And everyone from the East Coast goes to Florida to retire. And so it makes sense to me that they would have this relationship with Arizona. ASU being in the Big Ten already and having those relationships, I think, only helps their case. Even if hockey obviously isn't going to be a priority. I wonder if this takes um, like an SEC another SEC edition. Like, because right now the big 10 and the you SEC mean to, to force it beyond SC and well, UCLA. They're both six. They're both at 16 teams with the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma and the big 10 adding USC and UCLA. They're both at 16 teams. So, so, so you think we'll be in the, in have those middle years in which SC is competing in a, in a big, big 10 West where they're traveling, thousands of miles every week and, I mean, and not and re- like okay in other words you think we'll go to a transition period before yeah. we get to the end phase yeah i think that somebody else will have to add either the big 10 will have to decide i mean if i'm oregon and washington i am putting together the best deck that i can possibly make and i am going to the big 10 and i am saying here's what we have to offer you make all of your arguments about the Pacific Northwest and all of that kind of stuff. Like I go, I go hard. UW's the top 20 school in the country academically. I go hard. I push the, we're not just football. We'll bring this, that, and the other thing, blah, 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 um, to get in now. Because I think if you don't get in now, I could see a couple of years of sort of reset where the two conferences operate at 16 each. And then, a couple years down the line after the newcomers have been integrated in, then, okay, we're going to pick up another two. And this is like, I think it's probably going to leave the PAC 12 and, and the big 12 to just sort of like form their own little like faux G five conference and, and try to make, make of it what they will. The super mountain West. Yeah. Like the super mountain West, whatever it is. But it just seems like these expansion things, short of some other force acting upon things, it feels like these these are not things where we have massive realignment. Like it's like you add two at a time. This sucks for Utah. They win the Pac twelve. Yeah. This is what happens. Yep. Here's see what happens when you win the Pac twelve. Utah end up back. You end up with the big t- Big Twelve. You end up back in the Mountain West. Yeah. yeah. The, no, I. 
I don't want that middle ground. Just go to the end game. That's what I'm saying. I just, like, can, can everyone just break up all the contracts and just go to the end game? So I always thought that they should do, if they were going to do mega conferences, they should do it in fours regionally. Um, so you have a West, a Southwest, a Southeast and sort of a North, a Northeast kind of deal. But, and then I thought if you were going to, if you told me you had to split it into two, I would do East and West. But now it's becoming very clear that what you're doing is just taking the U.S. and like splitting it down the middle, north and south, um, it, with a weird little wiggle down to California to sort of pull them up into the uh, into the Big Ten. But like basically just like take the Big 12 footprint and the SEC and like half of the ACC and then the Pac-12, the Big Ten and half of the ACC. And then those are your two mega conferences. and. Make it forty teams, or fifty yeah, teams, twenty five each. I don't know. Here, here's a thought. A. This is, and I'm sure this is not an original thought. Uh, it's not hard to get to. All the TV deals, all the money is held up in the TV deals. The TV contracts, ESPN and Fox, are paying all these conferences for the most part. CBS too, right? Um, what if the the TV deals or the the TV networks are like, hey, why don't we just pause and set this all and just figure this all out so that way our contracts make sense. more sense? They, yeah. A, they make sense, but B, with all the NIL stuff and all of the um the frustrations that people have with that and all the changing landscapes of, of different laws that are coming out here. You know, there's another California bill that's going to change NIL things that I can't remember the details about off the top of my head. All of those things. Why, why cannot this be the moment that some, that a centralized college football governing body forms and that's where everything gets decided, where there's a big summit. Everyone meets in, as, I, don't, I don't know, Yalta, and has a Yalta conference 2022 and uh, puts together what this is supposed to be. Uh, the easy answer there is that that would require the Big Ten and the SEC to cede power to each other. and But they're helping each other. I mean, they, I think they are. They are. It would allow them collectively to to band together to put the other people out of business, which is what they always want to do. Right, but the SEC wants to do that to everybody else. Like the SEC, I don't necessarily think so. I think the SEC wants to be the ones who run the show, and I think the Big Ten wants to be the ones who run the show. And right now, they are. But they and need to realize they that they to, have to be buddies. If like, they ceded to a central sort of government there, then I think they they wouldn't. I can't see the SEC and Big Ten both going and saying we're going to hand over our power to like a central governing body when they don't have to when they can still be in control of everything that they want to do separate from each other and so also then are, is, is the end game the big 10 and the sec and there could be a big 10 national champion and an sec national champion no i think they'll want to play each other but i think they want their conferences to be governed separately they, so, they so don't then want you're saying that we're we're headed towards uh, 1960s pro football where there's going to be a Big Ten SEC championship game and that's going to be the title game at the end. 
Well, no, I think there'll be a national championship game and the playoff will just have Big Ten and but SEC it'll be de facto competing it. Big I mean, Ten versus and you SEC. might get a Mountain West or some or whatever pack, big pack combo, super big mid, 12 something. Yeah. Combo conference and ACC. And then can we just go around. back to calling teams by the conferences by the correct numbers? Maybe. I mean, can we just stop doing numbers in general because clearly that doesn't work just honestly like the this is the opportunity for the big 10 the to big just football go by, conference by big by just yeah. b1g the big football conference big, yeah yes the big the, the big one conference the big one yeah yeah the big one the big one there you go the, yeah. that big one <laughs> that big one yeah that big boy yeah yes but this is i mean and this is where i keep coming back to it's like how long before notre dame and clemson have to pick a side like, how long do they hold on? Because, like, clearly USC... Also, all of this talk is why the independence thing never made any never, realistic sense ever. Because everyone knew that the end game was, was super conferences. Yeah, and so if USC had gone independent a few years ago, they just would have been independent, independent until they could land in the Big Ten anyways. Like, so why, you know, skip that step, basically. Uh, it's just... It, it makes a lot more sense than going independent. Um... Within the fold of the Big Ten, you're just going to make a lot more money, uh, and and you know I the, I was reading Mike Bone's statement about the whole thing, and it's like yeah, it makes sense for the alumni network, and it makes sense from the financial perspective and sort of the philosophical perspective. Like we got to earlier, though, like the only people it doesn't make sense for are like the players and the fans, <laughs> um, in a lot of ways. But at the same time, like it makes sense for the fans if. That if that extra money puts USC in better position to compete and win national titles, then the fans will be fine. The, you do run the risk, sort of like you said, of joining the big boys and then just sort of being. Well, so I had a thought when lower, I said that. Upper, well, well, lower, upper tier. You you join the big boys and then suddenly, like, if if all you have are blue bloods in a conference, yeah. Well, someone has to finish last, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And, and so, like, part of me's like, well, SC could go to the Big Ten, and then they'll just be, you know, one of several, and maybe they'll just be mediocre. And then there's, like, another voice that joins and like, but, Michael, have you seen the last 15 years? They've just been mediocre. Yeah. That's what they've been. But, yeah. Actually, have you seen the last 40 years, with the exception of nine Pete Carroll years? They've just been mediocre. So they've been bad. Well, and and realistically, if you're talking about max ceilings for each team in the proposed, well, now official, I guess, 2024 Big Ten Conference, the 2024 membership of the Big Ten Conference. If you're telling me sort of max uh, uh, potential, right, as far as branding and, and all that kind of stuff. USC is at worst third, at worst behind Ohio State and Michigan, and sure, that's and, being generous to it, Michigan over the last twenty years. But like, I don't think there's any shame in saying that. No, you know, but you that's my mean? point. Is like, it's sure. not. It's not yeah. like Texas and Oklahoma they're, going they're to the at, SEC. They're, they're at the same where, table with Ohio State and Michigan, and where, those te- three are ahead of Penn State. But, yeah, you know, but and. The, with Penn State and Michigan State, they are ahead of everybody the, else. The yeah. Big Ten doesn't have the problem of Alabama and Georgia and LSU and Florida and blah, blah, blah. blah. 
So the Big Ten sure. still well, realistically is, is Ohio State and Michigan. Which is why I think it's weird in that the end game, I think, almost has to sort of be three super conferences. Unless you are going to be ballsy enough to say, sorry, Purdue, it's over. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's one of the like realignment things that that if I in the Big Ten, like the, I don't know how you dissolve the conferences to the point where you can like, because like, if you're telling me like the SEC, would the SEC ditch Vanderbilt to get Clemson in? Or ditch, uh, so, you know, Missouri to get you, to get Florida State in? Hell, yes, they would. You want my theory? I wouldn't be surprised if Stanford and Cal, and this this reminds me of, I want to was it Stuart Mandel that had this thought like years ago? Um, put a, a thing out there at the time. I thought it was insane, um, but now I can sort of see some logic to it. Um, about how there could be two sort of like you know how we have the FC, FCS and and FBS that you could sort of have that in the future and have like two 30-team leagues and one of them be football-focused and the other one be academics-focused. Um, and all the major powers could sort of split down the middle and be in one or the other. And at the time I thought, like, that doesn't... that That's preposterous. But now we get to this point and it's like... I think it's very clear that I... I don't know what Stanford and Cal's future is. And I could absolutely see a world in which. So we know that there's the, there's a couple of academic unities. Um, and it's not just for academics, but it's, it's, it's like-minded schools, right? There's yeah. the Ivy leagues. Um, there's the HBCUs. Um, these are groups of schools that are like-minded for whatever reason that they want to be associated together with right um and i think that there could be a world in which there's another band of schools like that and it ends up being a lot of the privates i probably shouldn't call them the privates <laughs> um yep sorry the, the private the, schools the, the private schools slash academic schools where you could so uh, cal who just they love to talk about oh the number one public school but you know like they have like this fondness of wishing that they weren't a public school yeah so maybe this they can play out their fantasy of being a private school by being part of this conference that has stanford northwestern uh vandy uh you throw in pit tulane etc in there yeah and maybe that ends up being a conference in of itself um, and they kind of say, Hey, we're going to go and do our own thing. Like the Ivies, like HBCUs, even though they didn't necessarily choose to do their own thing. That's a whole other side plot. Um, you know what I mean? In like, different era. Yeah. yeah. And so. I, I think there's, I think there's something to what you're saying though. Cause, uh, Brian Fisher just tweeted from a PAC 12 source. This is directly on the PAC 12 president's hands. They didn't prioritize football, and now they are going to constantly be dealing with the one thing that they are least equipped to handle. To me, that sounds a little bit like one of the things that Bone said in his statement about joining the Big Twelve, Big Ten. Here we go again. The Big Ten is is the sort of philosophical agreement between the two teams. So I think you're right. I think you might have schools that prioritize sort of academics or 
that prioritize Olympic sports, just getting together and, and sort of being the Olympic sports teams like Cal and Stanford. But to, and, to me, it's less about those schools not prioritizing them those football, and it's more about them not prioritizing them in the way that these other schools yes. necessarily yeah, but I mean, on equal levels. That's that's and, always and the, been the problem with and, Pac-12. And, 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 the, and the flip side of and the Big Ten or the super conferences, whoever they are, end up being not valuing them as a as a worthwhile participant for these things. Yeah, well, and and that's where you know you have to bring something to the table, right? Like the, USC I mean, brings football. And Cal do have the the um, talking about media rights and TVs and all that stuff. They have the Bay Area, which is you know a huge uh, top ten uh, you know media. They have right? they have an incredible track record with the Olympic sports. Like they are yeah, d- dominant course. with with the Olympic sports and all that. But I yes. don't know that they bring anything to the table that is enticing to the Big Ten when it's clear the Big Ten is consolidating power for football and arguably which basketball. Is, which is weird too because the Big Ten is so the the Big Ten is interesting in that. Just like the Pac-12, they value academics over almost everything. Well, certainly and, compared to the SEC. Yes, but the, the Big Ten has staunch rules about AAU membership and whatnot. So when I say that the Arizonas could be allowed, I I don't even know if that's... I, I, I'm not the expert on AAU membership and all that stuff, but um, I know that there's... The academics in Arizona are not the same as uh, other schools. Mm. But you know what I mean? Like... The, the Big Ten wouldn't accept Missouri because they weren't academically viable for them as a solution. Like, that was one of the reasons they didn't go that route when Missouri um, left, on, the, left yeah. the Big 12. So, yes, they should absolutely, theoretically, value Stanford and Cal. But I think when you see the Big Ten's actions uh, in prioritizing things like football schools, then again... the you, you talked about prioritizing football schools and SC and UCLA. Uh, then you mentioned that it was SC and UCLA's idea to, to do this. Well, then you look at the Big Ten's accents before they added Maryland and Rutgers. So may, maybe I'm maybe I'm misguided here. That was a different- those aren't exactly football powerhouses. And those were were aimed so that way they could get the Eastern Seaboard yeah. um, TV market. It was also a, sort of a different era when... People were thinking smaller. Well, back then, because, like, back everything then, was about TV markets. Yeah, at TV markets, and you wouldn't have even thought that like you could get the big, the big dog from another. Co- like, how often has yeah. the biggest brand, the two biggest brands in a conference, how often have they changed in the last fifty years? Without well, the conference itself sort of being so part the, of the realignment, the 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 irony here is it was supposed to be when Miami joined the ACC, and then Miami joined the ACC. At the time, it wasn't. Mi- Miami was the top dog in college football, and then they joined the ACC in the mid aughts. And sorry, I'm British. The mid noughties, <laughs> and like that was going to be like a big deal, and then. The ACC was going to be run by by uh, Miami and and Virginia Tech. They're leaving the Big East to go to the, the ACC and rule it. And then they got to the ACC, and Clemson was like, "No, this is our conference." Actually, well, and that's the that if you have a fear for USC and UCLA, it's that. Except it's a different sort of universe for like Virginia and 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 Miami to a point. Like 
I think we're in a different universe with where USC is in terms of basketball. And also uh, the big 10 is, is also a, a, uh, a basketball basketball conference out there, arguably. And they just got better with adding the UCLA brand. So, um, Hey, this is huge for SC basketball. It's yeah. There you go. Also weird for SC base. So uh, I saw something that said that this was going to affect all sports, which is wild because all sports except for beach volleyball. Except for beach volleyball. Which makes no sense, too, because... Well, I don't know that don't, a lot of programs have beach volleyball. That's I, the only thing. I think there's a there's got to be a caveat there. Yeah. It's got to be all sports that the Big Ten has... Yeah. ...that SC and UCLA has. Yeah. Beca- because um, the... I think the as far as I know, the water polo conference is the MVPSF, what, what yeah, SPF 50 or whatever it is, right? <laughs> um, and that has like UC Irvine and um, yeah, and Cal Poly and like you know, little Santa Clara's in it, yeah. I think, you know what I mean? Like, they're smaller schools, and, and I want to say that in wrestling, the Boise State's in the back 12 for wrestling, so like in a lot of the smaller, which SC doesn't have wrestling, I know. Um, but a lot of the the smaller sports, um, the 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 Olympic sports, things are just different. The landscapes are completely different. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like we talked about, ASU is in is in uh, the Big, the Big Ten. Ten for hockey, which is yeah. wild. But hey, maybe yeah. US USC goes uh, gets fully USC has club hockey, but uh, yeah. let's let's go make a USC. Well, uh, what what would you what do you call a sponsor school sponsored or uh, no a scholarship scholarship yeah team I I don't know the the I don't know the Title Nine laws exactly but I remember that I want to say that something about one of the reasons they couldn't add men's soccer is because they'd have to add a women's sport first yeah Am I you crazy? have to, I don't I, I don't know if all I, these things. I don't know the exact details, but, but the that last is two also sports that they've added have been have been uh, women's lacrosse and and beach volleyball. Sorry, sand volleyball. But I think they I think men they might have a men's beach volleyball team as well. Did they? So that might cancel out. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know the logistics. Yeah, of this. but you are you are right. The, in order to add a men's uh, a men's sport, there's you have to the number of female sports that you offer have to has to sort of match up and so I don't know if the the, the logistics I don't know the on ratio that or the, yeah yeah exactly what, what but the stipulation is yeah but in order to add like men's hockey you'd need to well they could add women's hockey like you know what I mean Let's like do it. it doesn't matter Let's it, do it. it could be it could be whatever it could add um all sorts of yeah uh, field hockey I'm guessing the big 10 might have yeah hey, I imagine get into that Let's get into it yeah it's always weird that field hockey is only a women's sport, which makes no sense to me. There, I mean, th- there's some weird, like, sporty things that don't make a lot of sense in terms of who plays like, what version. Softball makes more logical sense than that it's, like, a counter to baseball. You yes. Know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's baseball. But with what is field hockey different... the counter to? It's not lacrosse because women's lacrosse exists. Exists, yeah. So what? It, what is it? Maybe men's field hockey exists, but, like, we just aren't aware of it. The way that a lot of people aren't aware that like men's volleyball is as kick ass as, as it is. Like, if you've never watched a men's volleyball game, like you're missing out. That stuff is kick ass. I got a hot take. Do not. Volleyball in general just sucks. Uh, I disagree. It's, it's not a good sport. It's it's a fun sport. It's a fun sport to play out in the yard. With no, somebody. it's a fun sport to watch. I like it. All right. Not, either not way, I have a question for you. 
We, we got questions from Slack. We did get some questions from Slack. Um, I have a question for you first. Okay. Well, I have a question for you, too. I want to get... So, you okay. ask your question, and then I'll ask you mine, and then we'll go to Slack. Okay. So, my question is, you have two seasons to get Pac-12 road trips in. You get one for each season to check off your list. Which, which are, two are you doing? Well, this is the sad part because the only schools I have not been to are Oregon State and Washington State. Which is not uh, on the... Uh, well, Corvallis is this year, Corvallis isn't it? is this year, which makes me want to do Corvallis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, you've done more of that. See, I haven't done... Uh, oh, sorry, Oregon. I haven't done Oregon. Yeah, I haven't done Otson. So, Oregon State, Oregon, and Washington State are the three I haven't done. I haven't done Otson, Pullman, um, Corvallis... Uh, we did Colorado and Utah, ASU, Arizona, Cal, Stanford. Who am I missing? Oh, we did Washington. So, yeah. The, so, those are the three. Yeah, those yeah. are the three. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it yeah. doesn't even have to be ones that you didn't do again. Like, I would do Utah yeah, in a heartbeat but, but again. Like, Austin's definitely definitely on the list. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Does SC play Oregon next year? Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't remember. Either way, Austin would be on that list. Yeah. Um, my question for you, uh, sorry, I, I, I know I don't have a perfect answer, but yeah, probably Cor- Corvallis and Autumn. Yeah. Um, Pullman to get uh, Cougar, Cougar Gold, for sure. Yeah. Um, my question for you is top three Big Ten trips. And you cannot have all three. Your answers cannot be Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin. That cannot be your answer. Okay, that's fine. Because that's too obvious of an answer. Ohio State, Michigan, and... mm, Ohio State, Michigan, and... I was going to say Penn State, but people have horror stories about going to Penn State. I I have a fear about going to Penn State. Yeah. You know what it is? What? How the hell do you get there? It's oh, in the I, middle of freaking nowhere. Where do you fly? Do you fly into Pit, to Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh is like 800 miles away from College Station. <laughs> or, sorry, uh, State College. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia is like 900 miles away there's from gotta State be, College. There's got to be somewhere closer. But I was thinking like Iowa as well. Like I just think uh, Iowa, Nebraska, one of those. But it's it's the horseshoe and good. the big house. Yeah. And Iowa would be scary because Iowa always beats people. Well, that yeah, I mean that's I seeing like the annual uh, tradition of of Iowa beating one of USC and UCLA is going to be kind of a trip this you know coming going forward. It's going to be the new, uh, it it'll be the new Rice Eccles, which was yeah. the new Reacher Stadium. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I, I'm I'm I, I would say, okay, how about this? Top three, not including Ohio State and Michigan. Just, you're you're cheating. Okay, fine. Uh, that's not cheating. That's just making you not cheat. Well, I'm not. Tr- I'm not trying to cheat. Those two are too obvious. Okay, so well then I'll do Iowa. I will do Nebraska. Okay. And Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. I would say uh, Iowa. You know what, dude? You got. You got it. I think you got it. It's Wisconsin, Iowa, and, and Nebraska. Yeah. 
The only thing that sucks about Nebraska is I think Omaha seems like a cooler town than Lincoln. The, the argument I might have is like Northwestern because it's a excuse to sort of be in and you, around you, Chicago. You ever, you ever been to that stadium? No. I uh, I went to that stadium once. I was on a work trip, and I was I had an extra day and I was bored, so I took the purple line, and I walked through the stadium from the purple line. Uh, Ryan Stadium just looks like a stadium. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like it just like looks like a thing from the outside. Like yeah. there's, it's very it it is and, and it, it's old looking, but like you stand there and you think there's no way there's been like big time Big Ten football right I'm, here. I'm I'm not I'm not and I wouldn't want to go to Northwestern to go to Northwestern. I just want an excuse to go to Chicago. No, that's fair. But so. we're gonna be in Chicago all the time now. Think about it. Because of oh, we we okay. transfers at O'Hare, <laughs> uh, we have to go to an Illinois game. Where do yeah. you go? You fly into Chicago. Yeah. You got to go to Purdue game. Where do you go? You fly into Chicago. There you go. You got to go to to Wisconsin. You could go to Milwaukee, but let's just fly into Chicago. Just never again Midway. I I don't know what people's opinion of Mid Midway is, but we had a four hour layover there, and that airport's got to get its shit together because that it, was a. a it didn't just, help that there was like construction or something that they were figuring out. Like nothing literally was every place that you could get any food or coffee or anything was closed yeah. or not serving food or had incredibly long lines because nowhere else was serving food. It was just yeah, not great. I I like Midway in terms of I think it's got easier access to downtown in the mm. loop. Just hop on the orange. Okay. Um, yeah, but for a layover, it's it, for a layover, it sucks. And yes, I know you can hop on the blue. Best to get to place to have an extended layover, I've still decided, is Austin. If you told me anywhere you have to have well, a, a so four-hour layover, give me a four-hour layover in Austin. We went to Orlando and we had a thirty-minute layover Too in, short. in Austin, and that was brutal because there's live music playing. We didn't get an app- a chance to eat anything, and we could have gotten barbecue or something like that. Would oh, have been the place. Austin to have Airport. Austin Airport has so many good food options. Like it's it's ridiculous. I just wanted a water burger in there. Couldn't find one. Yeah. At least not by where we were. We didn't have time to no, to, to browse. No. But all right, there's slack questions. Water burgers. Okay, pull them up. Pulling up slack questions. Okay, from Samuel. Should we expect more Pac-12 teams to follow USC to the Big Ten, assuming it doesn't fall through? Uh, and if so, who else would the Big Ten take? I if think it was up to me. Yes. I think I think we both agree that there may be I think there's certainly an opportunity for Oregon and Washington. And I think if the Big Ten wanted to just go for broke, they they pick up uh, the Arizona's potentially. Uh, And I was just thinking about it. It makes a lot more sense to go for the Arizona's when you factor in that they do bring some basketball value to the table. So Um, next question from Dan, when USC travels to Minneapolis for a conference football game, Will you eat the local hot dish and loot fisk? Loot fisk. Uh, uh, do I know what loot fisk is? I don't know, but I'm going to Minneapolis and I'm getting a Juicy Lucy. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Juicy Lucy's. Okay. Loot fisk is... Is this like a Rocky, Rocky Mountain oyster kind of thing? Dried whitefish, normally cod. Uh... That's like salted and dried and pickled in lye. Uh, this is a big yeah, no, no for no, me. No, 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 um, no big no for me. But yeah, Juicy Lucy's all day, every day. So I have, I have a theory about Juicy Lucy. Not a theory, but a, this a, a will theory. be the one good, the, the best thing from a fan perspective about 
joining the Big Ten is the first couple of years, first few years. Does this make it's, it more likelihood, more of a likelihood we get Portillos in LA? Like, not in let's the, do the, it. that we don't have to drive to, to win a park to? Yes, to, to drive an hour away to get it. Yeah. No, um, the the first couple of years of being in the Big Ten will be like having five or six like cool out of conference trips every year. Like, obviously, we can't take. Well, there'll five be or so six. many teams you couldn't go to. You yeah, you won't have. But to like, go to every one. Every but time. like every year, if you wanted to go on a, like a road trip with USC, you'd be going to like a city that would be equivalent to doing a big out of conference road trip. Yes. So that's kind of cool. 100%. And I, otherwise, I would not have any good reason to go to Purdue um, other than like this or... Well, you, you go to Chicago and just drive there for the day. There you go. Again, Chicago. Yeah. Good. I have cousins who live in uh, Columbus, Ohio, so... No, not Columbus. Yeah, Columbus, Ohio. No. Yeah. Dayton. Dayton. Closer to Dayton. Yeah. Dayton is not Columbus. Closer to Dayton, but not in Dayton. Somewhere Ohio is a big, a big state. It is. A yeah. big state for... But I do have state. I do have family that lives there. Uh, we could, you know, go out there. I like to spell over there. Big into spelling. A big spelling state. O-H. Yeah, but constantly spelling. I can't do the O-H anymore because now they're actual uh, conference rivals, theoretically. Hmm. More you know. Uh, next question. That was it. Okay. Hold on, I did get a tw- I got I got a I got a question on Twitter. Hold on. All right. Uh, ba finding it. Let's see where is it. I'm struggle. Well, while you're looking, I'm going to give everybody would, my juicy Lucy opinion. Hold on. Would the Seattle or Bay Area TV market be big enough draws for Washington or Stanford to be considered? That's from Troy. We'll I I think if we're strictly talking TV markets, I think. Bay Area makes more sense. I'm not sure that either. But I don't think that's going to be the one factor. I don't think those pockets of teams from a sports perspective are enough of a draw for an immediate short of the Big Ten going all in on expansion. And it doesn't sound like that's what they're doing here. So, But again, the end game means that they have to. So like, let's fast forward five years and then that's where we we will end up. Yeah. Okay, Juicy Lucy take, and then okay, I have so to get back to work. I researched Juicy Lucy's, and I'm like, this sounds like the greatest thing. If you don't know what a Juicy Lucy is, it's a stuffed cheeseburger. Hold on. Did did I ever tell you about the time I made a Juicy Lucy? Were I, you? I think you might have made it because I was making them, and I was telling you about this. No, it came in a home chef thing. Did I tell you? Did was Were you with me at my grandmother's house? You might have made When one? I bit into a Juicy Lucy. And it exploded in your face? It Yes. Okay. Did you did you see that or were I th- you not I there? Think I might have been there. Yeah, that was a that was a a, a, a trying experience. That uh, be careful with your juice looses, guys, because it literally exploded in my face and onto the wall. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Lucy's juicy. Um, it is one of those things where it sounds like a great idea, and I will be glad to eat it. And maybe at the actual juicy Lucy place, it they make it better than I could make it probably. But when you make it, it's just like you eat the thing. And my prevailing thought was, or I could have just had a double cheeseburger and not gone through the effort of putting this piece of cheese in between two patties and making one patty. But it's not just a piece of cheese. Like, it's the kind of cheese. It's the sort of mixture of cheese that you put in. Like, But but it's, it's, it's not. You, it's, you, you, you're supposed to use like a true cheddar. But you're supposed to use the kind of like cheddar that like oozes. 
yes, but the place that I saw that it's like the original place or whatever, like uses just Tillamook cheddar. Oh, huh. Okay. At least that's the video that I watched on YouTube. You're it was making like, me want a freaking Juicy Lucy right now. like. Or just get a double cheeseburger. No, I want a Juicy Lucy. Get a double cheeseburger and flip it upside down and then pretend. Low key, I just want a burger now. Yeah, me too. Right, you guys want to DoorDash us. Uh, our email address. Is, no, <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's going to be um, the pod. The reaction to USC joining the Big Ten. What? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. It's crazy. Sound in. Uh, but yeah, other news. You you mentioned it earlier. Um, yeah. We're adding to the family. We now have a dog. Yeah, her name is Jessie. She's a Border Collie. She is currently in the other room, and she's probably sulking about that. It's the first time she's been in the other room without us. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a happy puppy, but I don't I, I suspect we will open the door, and she will be laying right in front of it. Probably. Yeah. Uh, she's named Jessie. Uh, if, if you knew about our previous dog, our, our stuffed toy dog, Combo. <laughs> Combo is named Combo because of the Breaking Bad character Combo. Um, because it was Border Collie, Combo, black and white. Um, and Combo is the name of a drug dealer in uh, Breaking Bad. One of, one of my favorite characters in the show. Love Combo. And so um, we get this dog from the shelter and a beautiful dog that should have never been in a shelter. Yeah. And looks insane. Super beautiful, but also looks just like Combo. And so we're like, well, it's one of Combo's friends. Who are Combo's friends in the show? Well, there's Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete wasn't going to work. She's a girl dog. If she was a boy dog, I would have fought for Skinny Pete. And then we could have gone with Badger. Yes. But I think but we'd have to say it with the Wisconsin accent. Badger. 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 Go Badger. Also, again, girl dog. Not quite girl dog name. So we went with who was the henchman there. Good old Jesse Pink. Jesse Pink. Which leads us to the true name of the dog, with his, which is Jesse Pink Lemons Castillo. Yes. After, because uh, named after Jesse Pinkman and Jesse Plemons, one of our favorite actors. Yes. So, Jesse Pink Lemons Castillo. But spelled like Jesse from Toy Story. Yeah. Because she's a girl. Because she's a girl, though. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't lift her leg to pee. No, she does not. Absolutely does not. She's my first ever girl dog, so this is a new experience for me. It's nice. She doesn't. I'd make the girl dog joke, but I'm not going to go there. No. She doesn't stop on walks to pee everywhere, which is new for me. I've only ever had toy dogs. All right, let's wrap this up. All right, see ya. See ya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.